The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Another big night in the NBA and, of course, Major League Baseball as we head toward Wednesday's afternoon ball games. We'll have them for you here and breaking them down on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. Welcome to the show. It is Fantasy Sports Today, 26th of May, 2021. Lots to cover here on the show. Some updated news on the match part two, which should be a lot of fun. The exhibition golf match that's going to be happening in July. Phil Mickelson going to be part of that again. But who will be on the other side? We'll find out there. And Davis, of course, last night in the NBA, thought the Lakers needed a big win to kind of stay in this series. And boy, has this series uh, series shifted over on FanDuel. Lakers go from about minus 120 to about 180. And they take care of the Suns last night amongst uh, the games that we saw played yesterday. Yeah, and I think that the Lakers' plan heading into the series came to fruition. I think that they made the Suns look small, which would have been one of the big concerns that the Suns had coming into the series is that they would be out-rebounded, that they wouldn't be able to get clean looks at the basket. And basically, that uh, that's what happened. Andre Drummond played only 24 minutes. Marcus Gasol uh, was up to 20 minutes in this game, so not a ton. Uh, we saw of Anthony Davis at center, which I thought was one of the things they would have to do. And basically, they, they remedied that by limiting Drummond's minutes and playing Gasol instead of Montrezl Harrell. Harrell was a DNP CD in this game. Doesn't mean that Harrell is going to be a DNP CD for the rest of the playoffs, but I do think it means that in this series, it's going to be a Marcus All series. And we, we basically saw that impact happen. Chris Paul was only able to get six points in this game, only able to get off five shots. And uh, they're, they're just not going to win. The, the Suns will not be able to win this series if Chris Paul is not, you know, the best or second best player going. Now, on the, on the other side, let's get to our headlines here and break down all of the NBA games last night, tell you what's going on in sports today. Uh, Lakers covered that game, of course, last night. How about the Dallas Mavericks? Another win yesterday, so questions have to be asked regarding them for sure. And the Nets basically showing no mercy on Boston. This series is going to be quick. Uh, Leafs and Canes win last night in the NHL playoffs. We'll have a preview coming up with George Kurtz a little bit later on the Game 6s tonight. We have three of them. Jacob deGrom returns to the Mets, strikes out nine, throws 63 pitches in his return from the injured list, and bad news for Zach Plesak. I mean, we're having the normal injuries, and now we're having the abnormal injuries. He breaks his thumb, uh, taking off his shirt, ripping off his shirt, according to manager Terry Francona. If you believe that, so be it. But Plesak's had some uh, interesting things happen with him in the past, to say the least. But uh, moving back over to the NBA, Davis, and then... I do want to ask you your opinion on this exhibition match coming up on July 5th. Um, Dallas Mavericks, I mean, they were not supposed to be the better team in this series. They were not supposed to win last night, but they take a commanding lead. Look, I, I've seen NBA series before, Davis, where we just assume the home team goes up. I'm sorry, the road team goes on the road and wins two games, and they come back, and then they win the other two, and it's over. But we have seen weird series where the road team dominates, but it doesn't feel like this is one of them. No, it uh, it really doesn't. And, you know, I, I guess I thought we were going to be in line for a more competitive series. And, uh, you know, it, it looks like this one might end up being mercifully short, which, of course, is going to bring up a lot of questions after that series is over. I, I'm pretty interested in this uh, this exhibition golf match you know where i have uh, i've yet to see aaron Rodgers golf i've heard that uh, i've heard he's all right and and you know the quarterbacking and pitching and golfing those skills all sort of 
you know, go along with one another because it's hand-eye coordination, it's muscle memory. Now, Brady, I, I remember, was listed as being, I, I, if I recall correctly, it's like a five-and-a-half handicap, which is official mm-hmm. USGA handicap. But watching the match that he played, uh, I, I think it was last April, may, maybe last May, he clearly is not a five handicap. He clearly is a little bit worse than that. They were not using very many of his drives. Of course, he had that great moment where he hold, uh, where he hold out the eagle from the fairway and uh, told Charles Barkley to shut it. But uh, I definitely, I definitely feel that the Bryson Rogers side of this. I guess I don't know a ton about Rogers' game. I got to go look into it. I, I bet that the FanDuel Sportsbook makes the. Rogers Deschambeau side like a minus two hundred favorite or so in this match that that seems about right. Yeah, I I think so. And, and interesting the personalities of Rogers and Bryson Deschambeau uh, on the same course at the same time. That's definitely going to make for good television, no doubt. Also, the very first bet of the uh, of making a wager inside a sports arena is actually happening today. That's also pretty big news for us in our nation's capital of Washington, D.C., where the Capitals play. The beginning of sports betting in arenas starts today, May 26, 2021, and we're here on Sports Grid, of course, to talk about it. But coming up next, time for us to dive back into fantasy. It's our NBA fantasy standouts and also our Major League Baseball fantasy standouts. Also, coming up a little bit later in the show, we will talk to George Kurtz, who has picks on the money line for all three of the hockey games coming up a little bit later today in the Stanley Cup. Also, don't forget our best ball previews continue. And today we are going to take care of the Houston Texans. We'll get this done very painless. It'll be quick. It'll be over with. We'll talk about the fantasy ramifications from the Houston Texans. And of course, we got some fantasy or reality, no doubt about that. In addition to that, on the show today, we'll hear from Joe West, the umpire, now has umpired more games than anyone else in the history of Major League Baseball. And boy, did he have some interesting things to say, no doubt, last night. So we'll play some of those back for you. Our first time out is here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid, but we're back in just two minutes. Craig Mish and Davis Maddock are fantasy standouts. For those of you who play on FanDuel, you may want to check out what happened last night. We'll give it to you next right here on SportsGrid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nets, Mavericks, and Lakers all covering the spread last night. Of course, Dallas, the big underdog in the games last night. We got a host of games tonight to get to, but first let's check out our standouts from the game last night for those of you playing over on FanDuel's DFS site. We'll start with the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, 26 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 4 blocks. There was never a question that Brooklyn was going to win and cover, I think, in that game last night. Joe Harris, 25 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block. 
Anthony Davis of the Lakers led the way with 34, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, and 3 blocks. Luka with the huge game for Dallas. It'll probably need to keep doing that to win. 39 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. And then Kawhi Leonard in the losing effort, 41 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. So, Davis, uh, look, the Clippers at this point had a better run in 2020 than they're having here in 2021. So did Kawhi Leonard just like simply make the wrong decision going to the Clippers? And why did it work so well for him on his run to the championship with Toronto that's not working now with him in L.A.? Well, you know, I, I don't really think we can put much blame on Kawhi. 41 points on 21 shots, got to the line five times, made four three-pointers on seven attempts, rebounded, you know, did everything you could ask for him. Marcus Morris was bad in this game. Ibaka Zubac was bad in this game. Patrick Beverly was bad. Batum was bad. Reggie Jackson was horrible in his minutes. Rondo was useless in his minutes. I, I think you can pretty clearly say he made the wrong decision. I mean, he could have been winning championships alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They would have still had, uh, you know, because of the LeBron James, Rich Paul agency, they would have had plenty of veteran talent willing to play for a discount on that Lakers roster. I mean, we've already seen veteran guys come to, I mean, how many times has LeBron James convinced really good veterans to come play for a, a, a smaller salary, right? This happened on the Heat. This happened on the Cavaliers. It's happening on the Lakers now. And yeah, I, I think pretty clearly he made the wrong decision choosing to attach himself to Paul George, which I guess Paul George was still didn't have a terrible game last night, but uh, Paul George was bad in the playoffs last year. But I mean, I, I guess your, your decision is, should I play with LeBron James or not play with LeBron James, Craig? I, I feel like the answer is you should just always play with LeBron James. He's, he's the absolute best. No one is better than him. You know, I, I feel like I probably did choose the wrong L.A.-based team. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing, Brett, is that he could have stayed in Toronto, hypothetically, too. And the, and the Raptors, of course, were coming off a championship. Do you begrudge him for that, Brett? I mean, Davis pretty much laid it out there. Wrong decision, bad decision for Kawhi Leonard. No, I think he's okay, Craig. He uh, has the opportunity to actually opt out of his contract this summer if he wants. He got to move home for two years. He's from San Diego. He actually lives a lot closer to San Diego than he does L.A. So he's doing the Kobe thing where he's taking the helicopter to practice and doing all that. So this wasn't about basketball. This was a lifestyle thing for Kawhi. And I don't think you can go wrong uh, making your family and yourself happy. So, uh, you know, we knew at the time he could have picked better basketball options per se, but this was about the lifestyle for Kawhi. And he wanted to, you know, live as a 28-year-old in San Diego. Uh, God bless him. So did Manny Machado, right? Yeah. No, San Diego, I was just there for the winter meetings a couple of years ago. It feels like 10 years ago. Uh, Davis, do, does Brooklyn stand a chance to even, uh, I'm sorry, does, does Boston stand a chance to even cover a spread in this series? I know we talked about it yesterday. I watched some of that. Uh, I, was, I was at the Marlins game, so I was going back and forth. But I got to tell you, I mean, I don't know what happened to Boston or maybe just Brooklyn is that good. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, well, part of it, of course, is is Jalen Brown being out. Jason Tatum also got injured in this game. So, you know, you're without your two best players. But I think even had Tatum not gotten injured in that game and played the entirety of it, I, I don't think that uh, that it would have mattered because probably the, the best Jason Tatum defender in the world other than LeBron James is Kevin Durant. Tatum played 21 minutes, went 3-for-12 from the field when he was out there. Marcus Smart was really the only reason that this game was even within 50 points. You know, pretty much everyone else on, on the Celtics was really bad in this game. I mean, if they start making these spreads like 13, 14 points, then sure, Boston can cover. But we are we are seeing that the, the Brooklyn Nets' death star is fully operational, right? I mean, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, what do you do? And then Joe Harris, one of the best sharpshooters in the NBA, takes 10 three-pointers last night, is basically not guarded on any of them. I mean, he might not hit the rim for this entire series because it's he's just taking wide open corner shots, which are very easy for someone like him. All right, uh, Brett, let, let's put your mind at work here. You're on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and you can't pick any of these three teams to win the series. You can't pick the Lakers. You can't pick the Mavericks, and you can't pick the Brooklyn Nets. 
Give me one team to go on to FanDuel right now, and you can't bet on any of those three in that series amongst those three teams that has a chance to still win. That's a tough one, Craig, but I I guess I would lean Clippers because of the star power. Um, And, you know, the Clippers' problems are pretty obvious. They they need help at the point guard position. Uh, They need another really secondary scoring option at all times on the floor with Kawhi. Um, But I think Paul George had a really good season this year. Uh, He struggled last year in the postseason. People are harping on it, but he was beat up. And uh, the year before in Oklahoma City, he suffered a late season injury, but he was an MVP candidate for a majority of the year. So it's not that I don't believe in Paul George. I just don't think this collection of Clippers is the team I would bet on. But of the three options I have left, Craig, they're the team with the most star power. They're the guys who uh, are going to be on the court or are going to be affecting the game for 45 minutes. So uh, if I'm going to bet on anyone, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, uh, even though they're down 2-0. All right. So there you go. Davis, Brett is still backing the Clippers in this series, down 0-2. All right, Brett, thanks again. We'll check in with you later on Fantasy Reality. Now to baseball we go. Uh, Yeah, Jared Walsh was worth that DFS price last night. Two for four, a home run, three RBIs. Uh, Shohei Otani also homered, by the way, in that game. Evan Longoria, three for four, a home run, four RBIs. Sat two days in a row, comes back, smashing again. What a renaissance he's having. Jose Abreu, two for five, one home run, four RBIs, and a run scored. Kevin Gossman, boy, he's slapping me around this year. Five innings pitch, no runs, nine strikeouts, five hits, two walks, and a win. And then I watched Vince Velasquez in disbelief last night at the Marlins game. Five innings pitched, no runs, five strikeouts. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, Davis, have not seen Vince Velasquez ever shut down anyone. It's been a long time, and he looks really good this season. Uh, on top of that, Davis, I do want to mention uh, Vlad Jr., another home run. So he now has 16 on the season. What a year he's having, too. Yeah, uh, he was fantastic. The guy I wanted to bring up today was Clayton Kershaw because I ended up being right, Craig. He was Mm -hmm. not popular at all in DFS on FanDuel last night. Pitched into the eighth inning, six strikeouts, allowed one home run, four hits, no walks in that game. I mean... I I have a sense that this is going to be a trend this year in DFS where we've moved on to Jacob deGrom. You know, we, we've moved on to uh, Walker Bueller. We, we don't think of Clayton Kershaw as a stone-cold stud ace in fantasy baseball or in regular baseball, but he's just going to keep doing what he does. He's going to throw that massive looping curveball. His fastball is going to be perfectly pinpoint located. He is not going to get tired. He's going to pitch deep into these games. And so if I was uh, if I was in leagues that allowed trading in fantasy baseball, I would definitely, I think, be sending out a couple offers for Clayton Kershaw right now. Yeah, he looks great. By the way, Greg, he pitched okay. The bullpen, you know, sort of gave it up later on in the game, but there was no doubt who the better team was in that game yesterday. Dodgers have won eight games in a row following the Padres winning nine games in a row. So there's no doubt those two teams are red hot. Uh, conversely, those of you who are looking to do some fading, the Baltimore Orioles have lost eight games in a row, and the Arizona Diamondbacks, who got off to that nice start, they've lost nine in a row, and their run differential is minus 49. So there is no team playing worse baseball than the Diamondbacks are right now. Just too much has caught up to them this year for sure. Okay, well, that being said, coming up next, we'll see if we've got some options over on DFS Baseball today. we got afternoon games as well. Be right back to tell you about them next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today. We have uh, only one game starting at 110 Eastern today. The rest of the games are a little bit later after our show is over. Uh, Baltimore, Minnesota is the first game on the slate. So some afternoon games starting at 2 Eastern, but most of the games, even on this Wednesday, are going to be under the lights. So let's get to it and take a look at some potential DFS options. We've got some really strong ones in terms of starting pitching. And let's go through Davis's top options tonight on FanDuel. Trevor Bauer. Priced at eleven thousand five hundred, Dodgers as as I mentioned won eight games in a row. Tyler Glass now of the Rays ten thousand seven hundred. Marcus Stroman is at eighty five hundred, and then Chris Paddock, who is uh, you know kind of that one guy in the rotation, Davis. It's like that nobody trusts. It's like San Diego seems to just keep winning. It doesn't matter who what what Blake Snell is doing and what Chris Paddock is doing. They just win despite the performances. So those are the four pitchers that you like tonight. Yeah, so Bauer I think is pretty interesting because just like last night, I don't anticipate him being uh, particularly popular. They're they're playing at Minute Maid Park, which means they uh, Trevor Bauer will be facing a designated hitter. Uh, he is the most expensive starting pitcher of the slate, but not our highest projected option. So I think very similar to Kershaw last night, we see him be you know five six percent owned, but he clearly still has one of the highest ceilings of anyone out there, especially because he goes so deep in the games. Tyler Glass now going to be far and away the most popular starting pitcher tonight against the Kansas City Royals. Rich Hill, who we talked about yesterday, 13 strikeouts against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, he had 57 pitches in which a Royals player swung at. He generated a swing and miss on 27 of those pitches. <laughs> uh, you know, So the Royals, they are they are just not seeing the ball well right now. Marcus Stroman, phenomenal matchup against the Colorado Rockies. The uh, Mets bullpen has been overworked the last couple days. David Peterson left the game early. Not early, but, uh, you know, four innings of work for the bullpen on Monday. Then DeGrom only 69 pitches last night. So I I think we could see Stroman get an extra inning or two there. Uh, And then we have Paddock, who was good in his last start. Uh, I think he got 35 FanDuel points in his last start, but really it's just this matchup against Milwaukee. They are swinging and missing a ton. Yellick back in the lineup definitely does improve things for them, but he is not a solution in and of himself. You know, we still have Hira who is striking out a ton. Still have Travis Shaw who's striking out a ton. Daniel Vogelbach striking out a ton. So I, I do like Paddock tonight. Yeah, Jackie Bradley is someone I had to let go of, too. Also, the strikeout rate is crazy for some of those Brewers this year, no doubt. All right, now let's go over to first base and catcher. And uh, Vlad Jr. is approaching, I think, highest-priced player I've seen on FanDuel this year. He's at 4400 today. Freddie Freeman of the Braves, 3800 Jake Cronenworth is 3200 on FanDuel. And then Brandon Belt of the San Francisco Giants at 2800 But Guerrero is the hottest, basically, right now in baseball, so kind of hard to paint any picture where he is not in that tonight yeah vlad freddie freeman i mean these are these are peak options freddie freeman has an absurd projection tonight against nick pavetta i continue to want to stack guys against pavetta so i got a lot of braves here in our rundown of the slate tonight cronenworth has just continued to uh absolutely murder the ball uh unclear who actually is going to be starting tonight for the milwaukee brewers might be eric lauer might be Adrian Hauser. Um, if it's if it is Eric Lauer, I he's one of the the worst soft tossing lefties I've ever seen. So I'm not that scared about using Cronenworth lefty versus lefty. I like the uh, Giants matchup tonight against Merrill Kelly. Kelly is like a, a kind of fine starting pitcher, but does struggle with home runs. And the Giants, you're not going to believe this when I tell you this. They are the eighth best team in baseball. And weighted runs create a plus. They have been one of the better offenses in baseball. No one ever stacks them. 
No one ever uses them. I mean, if you run out the Evan Longoria, Brandon Belt, Yastrzemski, Buster Posey stack, you're talking about like a, a cumulative ownership of those four players being like 15 or 20%. So I, I do like them um, a good bit. And then Luke Voigt, I didn't throw him on the list, but he's got that matchup against the uh, against Alex Manoa, the, the very hyped Toronto Blue Jays prospect. But, you know, 2,800 for Luke Voigt. Uh, he, you know, that's, that's my guy. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging him away while he's under 3000. All right. So let's, uh, let's move over and, and take care of the next position, which of course is second base and Max Muncy, very fortunate that he qualifies at second because you can use him there. I believe Muncy, if I'm not mistaken, leads major league baseball in war in 2021, which is crazy. Cattell Marte, 3,400 Ozzy Albies of the Braves, as Davis mentioned, stacking Braves tonight, 3,100. And then Gavin Lux of the Dodgers, uh, 2,700 tonight. So, yeah, I mean, Muncy Davis is just having this phenomenal year, kind of flying under the radar. You would never think you could lead the league in war batting like 250, but that's kind of where we're at with Muncy. Yeah, it feels like every day when I go to work on a rundown, it's just like, well, yeah, of course Muncy's going to make it. He's got the platoon advantage against uh, you know, a, a bad pitcher, and the Dodgers have a bunch of projected runs. That's the situation we find ourselves in today. Uh, Cattell Marte. Uh, going to be leading off against Johnny Cueto. I, I actually think Cueto is maybe like a little bit interesting for fantasy tonight because he's going to be like literally 1% owned on FanDuel. And he's one of those guys who can just, you know, throw seven, eight innings, no problem. That's like his whole value proposition. But Marte, you get the steals, you get a little bit of power, um, you get the leadoff stuff. It, it's all it's all good for him there. Ozzy Albies, just part of a Braves stack tonight. I think the Braves look probably like the best offense for us to stack in tonight's slate. And then Gavin Lux, they just they just don't raise his price. They they just leave Gavin Lux at 27, 2800. Now he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't lead off all the time. They've been moving him around uh, a little bit in the lineup. He batted seventh last night, but uh, over the last couple of days has let off, has batted fifth, has batted sixth, has batted uh, sixth again. So they're just moving him all over the place. I obviously like him more if he leads off, but even even batting fifth, I think he would be solid tonight as well. All right, so we'll, we'll wait for the lineups on the Dodgers. You can make your choice there. Uh, certainly also, by the way, go to Daily Roto. Davis, all of his optimizations are there each and every day. Uh, okay, let's move over to third base where Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians is at 4,100. We have Austin Riley checking in just below that at 3,400. His price is being adjusted. Josh Harrison, who's having a shocking year, honestly. Uh, a little bit above 3,000. And then uh, the Jonathan BR train continues to roll for the Mets. Uh, this guy is just going to play every day for the near future. I would say probably for the next month, every single day. So, uh, you know, on a, on a Monday, VR is 0 for 5. On a Tuesday, he's 4 for 5. On a Wednesday, he's 0 for 5. And I feel like on the days he hits, you're going to make some money because he does so many things. Yeah, so that is that is the whole value proposition with Jonathan VR. It almost doesn't matter who they're facing, almost doesn't matter, you know, in, any of the surrounding context because VR is he's so perfect for fantasy and finally he's got up above 3000. You know, this last week we've been talking about VR and he's been like 2600. Today he's up to 3200. Josh Harrison though, four home runs, a stolen base, batting 300. Uh, 361 weighted on base average, 127 weighted runs created plus. I, I actually think he's got more pop and more steals that he hasn't shown. I mean, Josh Harrison has a 20 steal season, has a 16 home run season. So he is, um, I think, just a little bit undervalued by the market right now. Uh, and then, I mean, come on, Austin Riley, we, we knew he was going to come up. I mean, this guy is just tearing the cover off the ball. And then Jose Ramirez. I, it is weird. Like, don't you feel, Craig, like people don't really value Jose Ramirez like a true mm -hmm. stud in fantasy baseball? But he is. He, he is just as good as, you know, Tatis, Trey Turner. Like, he is just as good as those guys for fantasy baseball. Maybe, maybe it's just because he plays in Cleveland, I guess. I mean, look, Lindor got a lot of attention when he was there, but you're 100% right. He is the most undervalued, unappreciated, understated star in baseball. And uh, look, part of it is, let's be honest, and this is, has nothing to do with, with anything else. He doesn't do a ton of interviews. You don't see him on TV a lot. Like, I mean, almost never. Uh, so it's just, you know, kind of part of the game there too. But yes, he, without a doubt, is a superstar in the game. Uh, Runner-up for the MVP in the American League last year, and we still do not talk about him. And the other part too is that sometimes Davis is like, even though consistency is boring, 
you only hear about Jose Ramirez for like three months a year because the rest of the season is just not good. But the three months that he has are the best in baseball. That's what he's been doing the last few years. But yes, absolutely a, a play in DFS, no doubt. All right, so here we got the interesting point here because at shortstop, Davis is going with Trey Turner at 3,800. That makes sense. Now, I did not see Mondesi's at-bats last night because I was at a different game. I was at the Marlins-Phillies uh, game. But you like him at 3,000 today. I know he went 0 for 4. I was so happy that he came back. I had him in the starting lineup for the week. Ahmed Rosario, 2,700. Eugenio Suarez is batting like 106. He's been, for me, very disappointing. But, look, he can hit a home run on any day. I feel like Suarez Davis is getting two hits a week, and they're both home runs, and that's it. Yeah, you you just play Suarez for the for the home runs, but but Mondesi did not go over four. He went two for four and hit two doubles. Oh, yeah. Didn't didn't even. Yeah, now he he did strike out in a very Mondesi at bat um, in his very first plate appearance against Rachel. He looked completely lost, but he hit two doubles. Didn't steal a base yet, but uh, I think that we probably will get uh, give, you know the stolen bases are going to come from him and Mondesi to me. He is every bit of a $4,000, $4,100 player on FanDuel because um, he, he's got a little bit of power, obviously, and, and we know he's going to probably still, even missing two months, still lead the league in stolen bases, I think. Yeah, no one really established themselves there. I mean, who, the most stolen bases is, is less than 15, so he would have a good shot. Mm-hmm. All right, close it out with the outfield. You're seeing a lot of guys at the top of the lineup here. Acuna Jr., Randy Rosarina, Enrique Hernandez. Tyler Naquin, we haven't talked about him a ton in DFS. And then Randall Grichuk is uh, 2,700, Davis. Yeah, Grichuk, uh, just always pretty much just play him if he's under 3,000. Acuna, best play of the slate. Rosarena, great play with the platoon advantage against Minor. Enrique Hernandez, great play leading off with the platoon advantage. And Naquin, great spot tonight. All right, so that'll do it for our DFS preview. But coming up next, it's time for us to take a look at the against the spread games in the NBA. Washington at Philadelphia, and I think the game that a lot of our viewers are probably interested in, Atlanta and New York, and the Knicks bounce back tonight in the Garden in Game 2. We'll have preview of those games against the spread next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. You know, it's interesting. We're going to be a week into the NBA playoffs, Davis. And look, I, I know in general that most series are competitive in the NBA. You don't get a ton of sweeps. But essentially, in the end, once you have all these play-in games, you have 16 teams. Everybody knows that. And, and look, I don't follow it as closely as I used to through the years. But I would always remember a series or two where the one would play the eight and the home team would be double-digit favorites. But I don't know how this has changed. I don't know if you have any opinions on that. And so it's, it's kind of like my prelude into getting into the Washington-Philly game. But essentially, we don't have any double-digit favorites in any NBA game that I have seen 
as uh, as we're still here in round one. I know we're not going to have that in round two unless there's an injury of some kind, but I, I guess what I'm alluding to here is that Philly is probably worldly better than Washington, and they're still only minus eight tonight. So the line is kind of telling you there is a chance that the the Wizards can cover. Yeah, I, I wonder if that is kind of a function of the basketball that was being played before the playoffs started. And I think that kind of messes with the modeling, both uh, messes with the modeling for the professional betters who are moving the lines and messes with the modeling that the FanDuel Sportsbook has to set these lines. And I think that, you know, obviously if you have bad data inputting, then you're going to have some bad data outputting. Not not to suggest that this line is bad, but that both the professional betters and the sports books are being a little bit more conservative in the way that they are trading in these markets. And so I, I think that if you have not super great data going in uh, and you're, you're mm-hmm. just kind of uh, leaving a, a larger margin of error, I think that's going to keep spreads from being too large. Now, that being said, if we get, you know, just a Philadelphia whooping here of, uh, of the Washington <laughs> Wizards, and I think certainly for the next Brooklyn Nets-Boston Celtics game, I do think we will probably see some 10 or 11 point spreads coming pretty soon. Well, what's interesting though, Davis, is that now Brooklyn goes to Boston. And my guess is, I mean, there's probably a line on FanDuel, Brett, you'll have to look it up. But my guess is for game three in Boston, I would probably make Brooklyn minus six or seven again. I don't think they're going to be double digits on the road. And even if Philadelphia wins by 12 tonight, Davis, I'm not sure that they're going to make Philadelphia a double digit favorite at Washington now, usually after a 3 0. Yeah, I mean, at that point, game four tends to be the one that no one expects that team to win because usually teams sweep at that point. But that's an interesting point. Interesting that the regular season could have caused that. All right, so that being said, let's do this. Philly minus eight tonight at home, total 231. The Sixers lead the series one up. Washington had to play like all these games to get into the playoffs and then the play-in games. And uh, Westbrook has gone two games now without a triple-double. I don't think I've seen that in months, but here we are. Any shot tonight, Washington at least covers the line. I think there's clearly a chance that Washington covers the line because of Russell Westbrook. Now, Ben Simmons is a phenomenal defender. I mean, truly a defensive player of the year candidate. I think he'll make first team all defensive uh, NBA this year. Embiid is going to make first team all defense for, for, well, maybe he won't actually because Gobert is going to win defensive player of the year and be the first team all defense center. So it'll depend on how uh, the voters do those things. The NBA did make Embiid eligible at forward this year for voting purposes because they, I think because the NBA wants Jokic and Embiid to both be on first team all NBA. But I I do give Washington a good chance. Um, I, I guess on the road is a tough spot. Beal's hip is still giving him problems. I would I would pick Philadelphia here, but this is probably closer to a no bet for me. I, it just doesn't it does not leap out to me as a game that I I feel strongly about either way. Okay, well you like the Hawks in their series against the Knicks. I know we were cringing a little when, on that one, but that looks like the right call at this point. Now again, it was the most competitive game probably played in the playoffs thus far. Incredible atmosphere, having the Garden rocking again. And uh, and basically the line is the same, Davis, going into this one tonight. We've got right now Knicks minus two. Means it's anybody's game. Total is 212 and a half. Atlanta leads the series one up. Trey Young needed a late bucket to win. But we got to play this out game by game this series. And do the Knicks win tonight to even it and send this back to Atlanta tied? Yeah, I think my original worry about the Knicks uh, has proved to be true. And uh, I was saying this in the regular season as we were talking about the Knicks in the playoffs is that the Knicks were already playing a playoff rotation. They were already playing Julius Randle 40 minutes a night. They were already playing R.J. Barrett 38 minutes a night. They were already playing Rose as many minutes as his knees could handle. They were already subbing out guys like Alec Burks and Alfred Payton really early on. They were already playing Nerlens Noel the most minutes that he could handle. And I, that is was not true of the Knicks. We were not seeing 40 minutes a night of Trey Young, 40 minutes a night of Clint Capella, 40 minutes a night of uh, John Collins. And another big thing for the, the Hawks is no back-to-backs in the playoffs, which is big for Danilo Gallinari and is big for Bogdan Bogdanovich because those are guys who returned from injury this year and who are, uh, you know, I think Gallinari is 32. Bogdanovich, I believe, is 28. Those guys are just getting a little – and they're they're maintaining their bodies throughout the course of these series. So I, I, I'm on the, the Hawks with the points here, and I, I have a bad feeling 
that this is going to kind of get away from the Knicks and that we are going to see, you know, some some complaining, some whining, some moaning uh, from from the New York Knicks and their fans. Well, you know what your timeline is going to look like tonight, that's for sure, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that game, no doubt. All right, so the closest to a double-digit spread, it never hit it, but Utah against Memphis. Now, boy, there is some expectation sitting on FanDuel that what we saw in the first game ain't happening tonight. The Jazz are minus nine. Dwayne Wade is hanging out in Utah, posting pictures about how beautiful it is there. Fans are like, you got to suit up. They're already panicking, Davis. The total is 219 and a half. Is there any chance this is like the Dallas-LA series where Memphis wins again? Or does Utah just say, hey, one game... And I've seen some people say now, again, I, you know, you again, more educated on me on this, that Utah now wins four games in a row. I've, I've heard some of that, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, so to me, Utah is a much, much better team than the Grizzlies are. Uh, the, the Grizzlies got a great shooting performance in game one from John Morant. I've been mentioning on the show for, you know, the past months that Morant had been, really bad at shooting that it had been you know basically the worst shooting stretch of his career you know even going back to his time at Murray State in college and if you get a hot shooting performance from a guy who normally is not a good shooter you know very similar to that uh, game 1 for the Bucks and the Heat hot shooting goes a long way to helping you stay competitive in these games Donovan Mitchell did not play in game 1 turned into a big thing between him and the team and between him and the athletic trainers. Seems like that is going to be rectified. He definitely is going to be active for this game. All that being said, nine points feels like a lot, given that uh, I feel like the market is kind of disrespecting the Grizzlies here. Now, also, Utah does have one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. You know, they play a little bit at altitude. Um, just just mm-hmm. historically, the Jazz have had a big home court advantage. So not going to surprise me to see a blowout here, but I will be, I'll be betting the Grizzlies plus nine here. All right. And, uh, and by the way, folks, starting tomorrow here on the show, thank you to the NBA uh, for allowing us to now air uh, some of the pregame and postgame interviews which we'll have for you here on Fantasy Sports Today right through the NBA Finals. So really excited to have that, and Davis breaks some of that stuff down, some of the things people are saying. Could not be more excited for that uh, starting tomorrow. Okay, now back to baseball we go. We already hear from all the baseball players. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's boring. Just depends on what you like. Uh, Speaking of boring, Brett threw the best game on the board at us today. Boy, here we go, 110 Eastern. Thank you, Brett. Baltimore at Minnesota. The Twins are minus 215. (laughs) <laughs> and they're the worst team in the American League Central, and they're almost as bad as the Orioles. The total is nine. Jorge Lopez for the Orioles. Michael Pineda for the Twins. The Orioles, Davis, have lost eight games in a row. And before that, they actually looked okay. Like, they were around 500. But they're going the other way. My buddy Mike Elias, uh, the GM, did a Zoom call today. The reporters are starting to, you know, pepper them a little bit. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, another year of losing. Says we're very confident in the rebuild. Davis, the Orioles are still in full rebuild. They're going to get the top pick or second pick in the draft this year. And I got to tell you, that's probably going to do it again next year, too. The Orioles, are they, they had to do this from all the way from the bottom and start over with. But in a one-game scenario, do you like any of this? Baltimore plus 180? Total nine, would you go Minnesota minus a run and a half for the minus 130 to pick that up? And then you're laying with the Twins crazy money like that too. Oh, just get me out of this game. Yeah, I would I would take the over here, hot. The Orioles actually do have guys who hit home runs, but, you know, obviously loads of swing and miss there in that lineup. And then the, the Twins lineup is looking pretty strong today. But this is the bottom half of the Orioles lineup today. DJ Stewart, Michael Franco, Stevie Wilkerson, Pat Vileka, and Chance Sisko. Just literally all guys who got cast off by other major league teams. I, well, that's not true of Sisko. Sisko uh, came up Sisko through there. the Orioles yeah. system. But the, but the rest of those guys were guys who like got cut off 40-man rosters of other not that great major league baseball teams, right? Pat, Pat Vileka couldn't, couldn't uh, hold off, you know, Garrett Hampson for the second base <laughs> job in, in Colorado. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it's just like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I certainly am not betting the Orioles here, but I, I do think uh, this is the the time of year when we start thinking about just betting overs just based on the weather, honestly. 
Yeah. I, I kind of like DJ Stewart a little bit. I don't want to slander him, but uh, look, Cisco, the thing with him too, is a first round pick Davis that was previous regime. So you know how that works. Um, doesn't really matter who was taken five years ago. Uh, okay. Uh, now another game that we have a monster uh, favorite in, of course, is the Chicago White Sox with Carlos Rodon, who is, man, I mean, he's going to be in the all-star game in July. Uh, he goes against John Gant. You can get plus 188 on the Cardinals. That's not going to happen a lot this year. The total is eight and a half, but the White Sox are just playing great baseball. Their bullpen is relatively rested. They haven't had to overuse guys. And Rodon has been a, a tough guy to, to face off with and match up with. Now, I have not seen the lineups yet here for either of these two teams as well. I'd be curious on that before I put money down on this. Yeah, well, it's worse than you can imagine because this is the uh, this is the DH added Cardinals lineup. Uh, so they have their four guys up top: Edmund Carlson, Goldschmidt, and Arenado. But five through nine: Edmundo Sosa, Andrew Neiser, Lane Thomas, Max Moroff, who I didn't even know was on this team, and Justin Williams. So this is not the full strength Cardinals lineup. They they this is kind of their getaway day. Uh, injury and having to add a DH lineup, like a bunch of a bunch of factors are are making the Cardinals lineup worse than normal. And outside of playing Lurie Garcia in center field, the white it's basically the full strength. Uh, well, and and uh, Danny Mendick is playing instead of Tim Anderson as well for the White Sox today. So, so you know maybe a, you could argue the White Sox lineup is a little bit worse than it normally is. But that that the bottom half of that Cardinals lineup is not uh, not what you want. Now again. I never, I, it's just, you, you never want to lay minus 225 on a baseball game. It's like literally anything can happen in a baseball game, but this would be, this would be a spot where I, I think you could bet the White Sox run line. Yeah. Minus one and a half, get minus 140, probably a better option there. Their bullpen is pretty good. And Mundo Sosa's actually played really well for uh, Paul DeYoung. I could have picked him up in every league for a while there. And I kept staring at him and saying, no, thank you. No, thank you. And he's actually been okay. I wonder if, He's built in some playing time for the future, maybe either there or uh, somewhere else or maybe at another position. But, yeah, I'm in agreement there with that lineup there. Five through nine, that's rough. All right, well, coming up next, nobody loves the umpires. That is for sure in this day and age. And in particular, a lot of fans, a lot of managers, a lot of players have had issues with Cowboy Joe West in the past. Now, last night in Chicago, Joe West managed his uh, – his game where it was the most ever in the history of baseball. I'll get that number for you, and we'll hear from Joe West now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball umpire Joe West 
umpire his 5,376th game last night in Chicago. And what did the fans do at the park? Of course they booed. That's what you do, is you boo umpires. Wes talked about breaking the record and some of interesting anecdotes about being around the game. Yeah, you know, I've always, I've always said an umpire's got three responsibilities. His first responsibility is to the game of baseball. And that means to protect its integrity and everything about it. And that doesn't mean you owe something to the commissioners. You owe this to the game itself. And your second responsibility is to your profession. And that might not mean the union. And your third responsibility is do what you know in your heart is morally and honestly correct. And I want I want everybody to remember that that's all I've ever tried to do. And uh, and I tell young umpires when they come up that if you do those three things in that order, uh, nothing you do will be wrong. You you might get killed, but you will still be right in what you're trying to do. And uh, so I, I've tried to live by that. And and um, even even some of the wars that we've had with the office, they, they all respect the fact that we take the game first and we respect the game and we have to take care of the game because without the game, none of us are here. None of us are even having this conversation tonight. So, Davis, nobody likes umpires and very few love Joe West. But I, I thought it was a kind of a nice moment, unfortunately, for him that he got, just got crushed and booed. And it didn't even look like he called a really great game behind the plate yesterday either. But we'll talk about him, Davis, more in fantasy reality. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one likes umpires. No one particularly likes Joe West, who uh, loves to make the game about him. So I, I, can't say, I can't say my heart bleeds for him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just an interesting dynamic. I personally have had a chance to interact with him so many times uh you're not wrong davis he's you know has made the game sometimes about him for sure uh with this day and age of umpiring being what it is it, it's really hard to embrace it but nonetheless 5300 games wow hour two's next Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.